Tonight and this week with Peter Sherman in for Alex Pearson. It is 749 right now. I don't know if you've heard this. This came out today. More than 2,400 Ontario residents complained to the provincial ombudsman about the government's online marijuana store in the wake of delays and delivery problems. Ontario's ombudsman released his annual report today. Here's what's interesting about this. First of all, this is the first annual report that deals with the issue of cannabis or the operation of the cannabis store. It was the single most complained about government organization of the past fiscal year. It was more complained about than the very serious issues not suggesting that cannabis isn't serious, but it's much more serious when we talk about the autism file. And there were fewer complaints about uh, the treatment of autistic kids. Like under 600, there are 2,400 complaints about the way they operated the whole uh, rollout of, uh, no pun intended, of cannabis. So who can we talk to about that? Well, we asked ourselves the question, and the man's name is Russell Barth. He is a writer, he is an artist, he's an activist, but most importantly, he is the angriest pothead in Canada. What do you think of what you've heard, Russell? Well, I think it's uh, not unexpected. Um, you know, this is a big problem um, with the mail-outs and, not, and what's, with what's going on at the store and the cap on how much they're allowed to sell. But a lot of the blame needs to be spread around to the federal government. They make it very difficult for companies to get on online, to get their plants growing, to get started. The licensing procedure is very difficult and expensive. They've almost completely excluded the, uh, the craft market now with their new regulations. And that makes it so that the OCS doesn't have enough cannabis to sell to the public. And this is the kind of thing that causes a lot of problems. The other problems that are happening at the OCS level is they just didn't hire enough people. If they had left this open to the free market, then the, the, pot that's being grown, every company would be a race to the top to see who could produce the lowest price, highest potency, and consistently clean medicine, uh, you know, every, every batch, every time. And you've got to have a free market for that. And then the free market could have allowed stores to open. It would have created a lot of jobs. It would have, you know, let the, the culture that's existed for 30 years continue to flourish. Now they're trying to stifle all the culture. They've, you know, they've managed to close down almost all of the dispensaries. Uh, now they only have a handful of stores that people are going to, but then the stores keep running out. So the whole thing has been a mess from top to bottom. And, you know, at the municipal level, you've got problems, too. Oh, we don't want it too close to a school. We don't want it here. We don't want it there. It's absurd. The whole thing is nonsense. It's like living in Alice in Wonderland. Should they have looked at a model that was more like, say, Colorado? I would say so for sure, yeah. Free market. You've got to do this kind of stuff free market. You know, people think that, oh, if you're free market, it's going to be handed out at schools. You know what? Kids are having no trouble getting pot at school. But patients, people with medical pot licenses, people who couldn't get it from proper sources before, who used to buy it at dispensaries, they're having trouble getting it. The medical users are the ones, veterans are the ones having trouble getting it and stuff. Is this particular to Ontario or from your contacts, are we having rollout problems across the country? Right across the country. I mean, look, in Quebec now, they're, they're talking about, uh, you know, going on a strike because they've had to, like, you know, chop hours and chop, uh, you know, how many hours. Yeah, but Russell, I come from Quebec. i got to tell you that they go on strike for everything in Quebec. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Well, but you can hardly blame them, though, because, you know, you, you if, if you come to a job, you apply for a job and you say, and they're like, okay, we're going to give you this many hours, this much pay, this is the benefits, this is going to be great, and welcome aboard. And then your first couple of weeks, 
it's just nonsense after nonsense. You're only getting half your hours. They're they're closing arbitrarily, and you're like, well, I have to like feed my family and stuff. Do I keep this job or do I go get another job? That screws people's lives up. It's not a simple thing. Oh, you know, it's kind of funny. <laughs> they're selling pot for a living. Ha ha. Yeah, but what if they weren't? What if they're working at Best Buy and getting screwed around like this? What if they're working at your grocery store and getting screwed around like this? People wouldn't stand for it. But we all have a laugh because it's the pot thing, so, you know. Well, I, you know, I think there, you have a point there, and I, and I hear you getting angry, so I understand why you, you have this this um, moniker of the angriest pothead in Canada. But you're right. If this is to be a legitimate and legal product, as it is, yeah. then we should have some way of getting it legitimately and legally to people who want to buy it. Exactly. And we should be able to keep up with the market that, you know, what what they call the black market, what we refer to as the people's market. You know, you can go online, you can get bud, hash, dab, capsules, tinctures, all kinds of stuff, edibles sent to your house, you know, in a day or two through the mail. But when you go to the, quote, government weed, it's way more expensive. It's crazily overpackaged. It takes 15 days or longer to get there. And then when you get it, the stuff's been sitting in the canister for months so it's all dry and weird tasting, and it doesn't burn properly. And <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm not laughing at you. I'm just—it's just, it's just incredible situation. And I mean, when you—you you know, some people who don't really know about cannabis, they're kind of like, "Oh, these people, it's legal. What are you bitching about?" Kind of thing. But it's this is the thing. Like you said, if it's going to be a real a real business, then it's a real thing with real jobs and real people have real money at stake. There are companies with millions of dollars they've put on the line, biting their nails, you know, pulling hairs at one at a time, going, when, when's that paperwork going to show up? I mean, we're going to go, we're going to go under soon. And this kind of stuff. This is a serious thing. So we made pot legal. Well, let's do it right. Well, we so what you, what you, right okay. Straight. What you're saying is get your, get your butt in gear, government, and sell us the weed we want. Exactly. And the thing is, if you can go read the transcripts of the, uh, you know, the, the committee that they had, all the meetings they had, the task force, Okay. All the transcripts are there. All the experts went in and said, listen, if you overregulate and you do this, 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 and this, all this list of bad stuff is going to happen. But if you do it this way and this, that, and the next thing, it'll work out kind of like this. You'll get what you want, which is kids not getting as much of it, uh, safety on the roads, and, you know, only adults using it, black market going under. Russell Barth, I gotta I gotta end it there because we're out of time, but I thank you very much. You've you've shone a light on something that I think is important. Well, thank you. Russell Barth joining us. He is the angriest pothead in Canada. I'm not. I'm Peter Sherman in for Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.